Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. We love to help you, our content creator friends, with actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and gain trust as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelley and Toby live every Thursday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm Shelley Carney. Today, Toby and I are in separate houses because he wasn't feeling too well this week, but uh, we are both here for you and we have a special guest today that we're looking forward to speaking with very soon. And I'm Toby Eunice. Shelly's being polite that I wasn't feeling very well. I was sick as a dog, and you can probably hear uh, some of it in my uh, throat today. So I won't be doing as much talking as I normally do um, because it'll get embarrassingly coffee when I do. Let me take care of some housekeeping before we get started. Make sure that before you leave today's show, you like our show. YouTube likes it when you like our video. Share with your family, your friends, your neighbors, your business associates, the entirety of your social network so that we can grow the channel. Finally, if you're not already subscribed, this would be the ideal time to subscribe. That way, when we start a live stream, you'll be immediately informed and as a result in the know, as you will today with our guest, Nikki Baloo. Uh, also, we want to let you know that the Super Chat light is lit. If you go down, if you'd like to make a contribution to our little project right here, go down to the bottom of the chat window, you'll see a dollar bill with a dollar sign in it. They changed it recently. Click on that. The good folks at YouTube will walk you through the process of making a contribution to our show. If you're watching this after the live stream, when it's uh, a video, uh, look down at the bottom of the uh, window and you'll see a heart, believe it or not, with a dollar sign in it. They call that super thanks. And you can do the same thing. Shelly, back to you. All right. Our special guest today for creating compelling personal brand through thought leadership is Nikki Ballou. He is the number one international best-selling author of the book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life, and The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. Nikki is the host of two podcasts, recording over 400 episodes of the Thought Leader Revolution podcast and the Sovereign Man podcast. He's helped many people to add seven to nine figures to their businesses, and we're excited to learn more about that today. So welcome, Nikki Ballou. Shelly, Toby, thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. Uh, it's our pleasure to have you here, Nikki. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, Shelly and I both look forward to the conversation because we feel like there's much that we can learn from the uh, conversation. Shelly? That's right. So why don't we get started with the usual and just give us your background, your story, because although it's the usual question, it's a different answer for everybody. And it's how we learn more about you. So tell us about your background. I'd be thrilled and delighted to. Well, I'm originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. And when I was a young boy, the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall that this was not going to be a great place for him to raise his family anymore. So he got us out of Iran and we eventually settled in Toronto, Canada. And, you know, thank God he did that because he moved us out of tyranny and into freedom. 
And freedom is my highest value. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need freedom. We need a free enterprise system to allow us to be successful. And I know it's very fashionable around the world these days in the West for people to, you know, trash the West and say, oh, my God, it's so oppressive. It's so racist. It's so sexist. But I'll tell you, back home in my home country of Iran, if you've been following the news, a young mm-hmm. woman named Masa Amini was beaten to death for the crime of going outside with her hair uncovered. And a lot of young women have been going out and protesting for the right to go outside with their hair uncovered and be free. And they're being killed by heavy-handed suppression from the government there. And I say this to all the people that think the West is such a terrible place. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. The rest of the world is way, way more oppressive This is the greatest, most tolerant place on earth. We all should be grateful that we get to live here. We all should be grateful for the freedoms that we have. And I think good men and women should stand up and push back very hard against anybody who doesn't appreciate freedom or tries to take that away from us. And my late father, he was an entrepreneur. He was the greatest man I ever knew. If you needed a job, dad would get you a job. If you were trying to get started in business, dad would just set you up in business. Even if you were competing with him, he didn't care about that. He just wanted to help people. If you worked for him and you needed money to buy a car, a house, or an apartment because you didn't have enough, dad would take care of you. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh my God, who does that? Well, Napoleon Blue, my late father, did that. And why would he do that? Well, one, he was a Christian and he believed he'd been blessed by God Almighty and it was his duty as a Christian to share those blessings with others. Two, he did it because he could. He had the financial wherewithal to be able to help his fellow man and woman. And that's what freedom and free enterprise makes possible for people. And of course, I wanted to be like that. He was my hero, you know, so I eventually became an entrepreneur. And here's what I noticed. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are good men and women. They really want to make a difference in the world. They want to be able to do something that sets their families up, but they don't want to come across as pushy. They don't want to come across as salesy. They don't want to come across as though they reek of commission breath. You know what I mean? And so they don't go after business they should be going after, right? And because they don't go after that business, someone else, some charlatan who doesn't have those compunction goes after that business. And the good people who need their help don't get help because the charlatan doesn't care and they're just going to take the money and do nothing. And these folks don't get their businesses to grow. And I saw that and I thought to myself, wow, what if I could help these folks reframe that from selling to serving. I mean, nobody wants to be sold. You don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But all of us love being served by a caring person. And you know, at the end of the day, whenever you're doing business with an individual, you must remember you're dealing with someone's son, someone's daughter, someone's mother, someone's father, someone's husband, someone's wife. This is a person who's a hero to somebody. This is a person who's been disappointed by life. They may have even been disappointed by someone just like you who promised them the moon and didn't deliver. And it's your job to remember business isn't a numbers game. Business is a people game. That's a human being sitting in front of you and you got to show that you care first and foremost. And if you want to know what it takes to be a thought leader, well, the first thing is you got to be a thought leader that leads from your heart. I call that a heart leader, you know? So that's step number one is you got to be someone who cares and shows people that you care. Secondly, you got to have a good message. I mean, this show is at least partially about messages, right? And folks that are listening to this, they're probably not surprised to hear me say that. You need a good message. You can't have a male message. So if someone asks you what you do, you can't be saying something, oh, I give really great service. I'm honest. 
I help people deal with overwhelm. I mean, all those sound wonderful, but they're cliches. Business is about solving problems for people for profit. People, problems, profit. PPP. That's what it's all about. You need to solve acute problems for people for profit, and you need to get very clear what those problems are and how you can help. And your messaging needs to be tight and dialed in. So you're clear on who you help, and you're clear on the problem that they have, and you're clear on how you can help them solve that problem. Because if you do that, then my God, you're going to have a wonderful business and there's going to be a lot of great people that are going to thank you because of what you've done to transform their lives. Wow. So you left me in a place where I have a bunch of things to say. So number one, I can relate to your story. My grandfather was from Lebanon, Beirut, Lebanon. He came to the United States when he was 14. As I read his story and learned more about him, he was the same way. He was a sales guy, an entrepreneur. He instilled that. My grandfather died before I was born, but he instilled that in my father. And I learned from him uh, about what being an entrepreneur and salesperson was. And I learned to appreciate that in him. And I can tell you, not just because he was my father and he died when I was very young, but because he was the man he was, he was a kind soul. He was just a good person. Everybody loved him. He's the kind of guy that people would say, Toby would give you the shirt off his back. That was a kind of person. So I can relate to that. The second thing is the question Shelly asked you was, tell us about your background. And you went, you jumped from your father to where you are today, but we didn't hear about you. And we'd like to hear more about you and how you got to where you are. Well, I followed in my father's footsteps, to tell you the truth. You know, my dad was an entrepreneur and I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be the kind of uh, human being that was generous to people. I mean, growing up, that's what I saw modeled. So that that's how it was as far as I was concerned. I mean, for a while, I, I went into corporate life, but it became very obvious to me that wasn't the place I was meant to be. I always knew I was going to end up being an entrepreneur. And I'll, I'll tell you a, a bit of a story. Um, a few years ago, I, I had been in my kind of say first entrepreneurial venture and um, then life happened. I went through uh, an unexpected divorce. You know, my then wife decided she didn't want to be married to me anymore. And it absolutely knocked me on my, uh, on my keister. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And one day I was out at a talk and there was a man there. And um, what he had to say hit me right in my heart, you know? And I walked up to him. I just plucked up my courage because he was the speaker and I was just somebody sitting in the room. And I wasn't feeling super good about myself at that point in time in my life. You know what I mean? And I said to him, I said, I really loved your talk. I think I'd like to work with you. And I said it with all the confidence of somebody scared. <laughs> that they were going to be rejected and rejected soundly. Well, he didn't reject my overture to work with him. He looked me over and he said, okay, you can work with me, but it's going to cost you. Um, I'm going to give you five hours of my time as a coach and I want $5,000. And at the time that was all the money in the world to me. And I just went, oh my God, I, I don't have that kind of money. And he said to me, well, Nikki, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some free coaching right now. I'm like, okay, give it to me. 
And he said to me, it doesn't matter how much money you have right now. It doesn't matter at all. What matters is how bad do you want change? And he said, is your life in a bad place? And I said, yeah, it's in a bad place. He said, yeah, I, I thought so. I, I could tell just from the vibe you're giving off. He said, your resources right now are not going to determine whether you're going to be successful or not. It's how resourceful you can become in this moment. I was not a message that I really wanted to hear, but I knew he was telling me the truth. So I said, okay, all right, give me a couple of days. At the time, I was a, I was a top personal trainer who had not been working very much because he was too depressed to work. <laughs> and I went to a couple of folks that I'd been hemming and hawing with about getting started with me. I said, hey, listen, I got good news for you. Um, uh, I need money and you need to lose weight. So let's make a deal. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to give you the deal of a century. You're going to get half price off the last price I gave you, provided you say yes now and you pay me now. <laughs> Otherwise, deal's off. So a couple of folks came and they gave me a thousand bucks each. So I had a couple thousand dollars. And I walked back to this fellow uh, a couple of days later, met him at his office and uh, gave him a couple thousand dollars, plunked it on the desk. And he said, no, no, no. I said, 5,000. I said, hey, listen, besides me, how many other people have you given this little talk to that you gave me? He said, oh, over the years, maybe 30, maybe 40. I'm like, all right. Besides me, again, who else came back with any money? He said, oh. You're the first. I'm like, oh, okay. Then take my money and um, I'll sign a contract saying I'll pay you within 30 days. And so he said, all right, all right, that's fair enough. And the rest is history. Within uh, 30 days, I'd paid him off. Within um, 60 days, I'd made $30,000. And within six months, I made $100,000. And that's after making almost no money for a year because of the headspace that I was in. And that was a very powerful lesson for me. It doesn't really matter what my current circumstances are, what anybody's current circumstances are. It matters uh, how bad I wanted to change them. And I really wanted to change them. And this fellow lit a fire under me, and he helped me do that. So before I turn it over to Shelley, I, I have a couple of questions based on uh, what you just said. Number one, when people ask you what you do for a living, what do you say to them? That's a fantastic question. I say I work with entrepreneurs, and in particular, I work with service-driven entrepreneurs, folks who are like independent executive coaches, consultants, those types of folks. And what I help them do is I help them add one or two zeros to the end of their income while working 10 to 20 hours less per week. So the second question is, in my life, I have heard the word resourceful used multiple times, but there were two times where it struck me it was impactful uh, and I took action on it. One of them came when I was talking with my father about what he did. The second time I heard it was when I was in uh, the military and I was at uh, intelligence analyst school and yeah. it was used again and it confused me because when my father used it, it sounded like being resourceful was something was in the, a positive context because it came maybe because it came from him. The second time I heard it, it came from a guy who was teaching me how basically to be sneaky. And I couldn't think of another context for it. 
So what, what, when you use the word resourceful, make the distinction between people who are resourceful in a good way and people who are resourceful in not a good way. Well, I don't know how to be resourceful in not a good way, so I'm not sure I can answer that question to your satisfaction. When I say be resourceful, I, I mean it in the sense that this fellow who was coaching me meant it, which is find a way to make what you want happen. You know, he said that um, to work with him was going to cost a certain amount of money. And I said I didn't have it. So he encouraged me to get past my limiting belief around the fact that I didn't have any money and go find a way to get the money so that I could get started and to work with him and to change my life. Um, I don't even know how to be resourceful in a negative way. So I'm sorry. I don't know that I can answer that part of the question. No, no that's good. That's, uh, that's actually a good answer. Shelly, back to you. All right. Well, we're going to uh, answer the promise in the title of today's uh, episode with this question. How can you create a compelling personal brand through thought leadership? That's a great question. And I think, um, you know, as I said, the first thing you need to do is show people that you care. You care enough to want to help them solve a problem, right? So you need to come from love and you need to understand who is it that you want to help. Right. You got to get super clear on that and you got to get super clear on what their problem is. And then secondly, you need to get very clear on how what you do helps solve this acute problem. Because as I said, business is about solving acute problems for people for profit. Right. So you need to really show people that your understanding of what they're going through is very solid and very tight. Let me share a story with you, Shelly. So. A few years ago, a young man came to see us, and this young man was 25 years old, full of piss and vinegar, and you know he wanted to help the world. He was a personal fitness trainer, and he came to me, and he wanted to, to, to grow his business because he wasn't doing so well. He had seven clients, lived in my city, Toronto, which is like the New York of Canada, and if you know anything about the cost of living in New York City you know what the cost of living in Toronto is like. And he was making less than $1,500 a month. You think about that. That's not enough money to live in Toronto. He had to borrow money from his mom and dad. And I could see why he was failing because he's trying to be all things to all people. And I said, hey, who do you help? He goes, oh, I can help anybody, anybody. And I go, no, 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 no. really, who do you help? He goes, really, no, no, anybody. I said, you mean anybody with a wallet and a pulse? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, no, that's not going to work. You need to narrow your focus. And he said, okay, okay, let me think about that. And at first he said, okay, I got it. My dad's a doctor. Doctors make a lot of money. I'm going to go work with doctors. Well, that wasn't a compelling message for doctors. My dad's a doctor. You make a lot of money. Come work with me. <laughs> it didn't really work so good for this fella. And then he said, okay, okay, okay. I'll narrow some more. I'll work with cardiologists. Cardiologists, they make more money than doctors. Again, not a great message. You make more money than doctors. Didn't work so good for him. And then serendipity struck and he started to work with a man who was a paralympian athlete he had lost his leg when he was a child and he was an afro-cuban man his name was papito wilson and papito wilson loved working with dan and dan loved working with him he got much stronger you know and i could see that he was just loving the results that he was helping to create for this man and help change his life and he came to me and he said i'm loving working with Pepito. And I want to work with people with missing limbs. I'm like, that sounds good. Yeah, go for it. 
So he did. Guys, within six weeks, he signed up 400 clients. 400 clients. Think about this. He couldn't do any more one-on-one training anymore. He had to create some sort of group program to help people. And he added not one zero, but two zeros to his income. He started to make over $100,000 a month in that high-paying profession called personal training, right? And how was that possible? Well, he had a powerful message for the folks who were missing limbs. He was telling them, I'm going to train you. I'm going to make you strong. And nobody else was going after folks with missing limbs because they all thought they got missing limbs. They can't work out. But that's not what he thought. He thought they could work out and he was going to show them how to work out. And that message, that message landed. It landed powerfully. And put yourself in the shoes of somebody who may have one or more missing limbs. They're probably not thrilled that that is the situation for them. They probably have some resentment toward it or have had some resentment toward it that they've had to overcome. And they may have had some limiting beliefs about what's possible for them compared to people who have all their limbs. But Dan's message was, no, you're just as strong, just as good as anybody else. And I'm going to show you and I'm going to help you get there. That's why his message landed so powerfully. So if you want to be a branded thought leader, you need to have a message that is clear about a group of people that you help and one that they really are going to be attracted to. And if you do that, that's going to take you to the next level as far as being a branded thought leader is concerned. Make sense? It does. So uh, let's go over to your website. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, The circle, you call it ecircleacademy.com. What can people expect to see uh, when they go there? There's a whole bunch of resources there. I mean, you've got a page up right now which shows how they can book something I call a success call. Um, There's, uh, you know, we're going to have a webinar up there very soon that they can watch, a free masterclass. And we've got a free report um, which is uh, called, you know, Six Steps to Growing Your your Coaching Business. That's available too. So that's what's on the website. And, And really, we do what we do over there because we believe in you as the entrepreneur, you know. Um, and do you have time to tell a story, quick story? Absolutely. Okay, great. So a few years ago, a woman came to us and um, she had been the country director for Canada for one of the largest personal development companies in the world, okay. And, you know, she had brought someone on kind of like Steve Jobs back in the day, bringing on John Scully to help him run Apple, if you if, if you remember that. Yes. Um, and, well, just like what happened to Steve Jobs, where John Scully ended up kicking Steve Jobs out of his company, this new fella ended kicking her out of her company. And for about 18 months, she was floundering. She didn't know what to do. And someone introduced her to us, and she came to us and we we could see that she needed somebody to believe in her so you know we knew that she was someone very capable and we helped her helped her see that for herself we helped her narrow her message we helped her get clear on who she wanted to help and she was going to help entrepreneurs with businesses over 10 million dollars who were burning out and she was going to help reverse that great message 
great target market. In her first month, she made $10,000. In her second month, she made $12,000. In her third month, she made $18,000. In her fourth month, she made $62,200. And that number will become germane uh, in a moment. And anyways, a few weeks later, um, my son, my oldest son plays soccer. And uh, he had a tournament in her home city of Ottawa. I live in Toronto. It's a five-hour drive. So as I was driving up there, I called her up because she has a son his age. And I said, hey, how would you and your son like to come watch a game, grab some lunch with us? And she said, sure. So anyways, we ended up doing that. It was great. you know. And then we drove back home. A few weeks later, we had one of our quarterly branded thought leader immersion workshops. That's where we teach people how to add one or two zeros to their business uh, you know, while working less. And the time had come to do a famous upsell, the enrollment opportunity. And the way I do it is I ask our people to come and share their experience. It's way more powerful than having me share, <laughs> you know, why they should do it. So I turned around and I said, hey, who'd like to share? And before I could pick on anybody, she bounded up on stage and said, me. And I'm like, okay, great. She took one look around the room and she started to cry. And like any red-blooded man faced with a crying woman, I panicked. What did I do wrong? Oh my God, why is she crying? So, but I kept the calm exterior. When she turned around and looked at me and between her sobs said, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son came to visit me and my little son, my little son asked me, mommy, mommy, you know the excited way little boys do, who are we going to go meet? And she said, oh, we're going to go meet Nikki Baloo and his family and his son. And she said, all of a sudden, my son became very quiet and very serious and said, oh, are we going to meet the man who saved our family? And she said to me, I started to cry and I hugged her and, and, and she kept talking between the tears. And she said, you know, when I came to see you, we hadn't paid our mortgage in months. The bank was about to foreclose on our home. And my husband and I were fighting about money every single day. And it looked like we were going to break up and I was going to lose my precious young family. And they had three children under 12. She said, you literally helped us save our family. Now, let me tell you, this taught me a couple of things. Number one is you don't know what people are dealing with. They may not feel comfortable enough to share that with you yet. And you know, you've got to show up in a way that lets people know that you care and that allows people to shine in your presence. And I also know that God intends for me to help people. And I ask him to allow me to be worthy of his charge to help the next person like her who's dealing with something like that. And here's the other thing. There were eight people in the room that were new that were, you know, for us, potentially going to sign up for our year-long program. And it's a big ticket program, okay? Normally, after people speak and say why they should join, we hand out the registration form. Some people sign up, some people don't, and some people need a little bit of persuasion, right? Nobody needed persuasion. All eight signed up instantly, immediately. And there had been two people who'd come to me beforehand and said, they weren't going to sign up for my upsell. One guy in particular, he just got in my face. He goes, Nikki, come on over here. Listen, I know you got an upsell coming. I know I've been around the block. I just need you to know so you don't get disappointed that I'm not buying your upsell. No, 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 I'm not buying your upsell. Like, All right, 
he was the first person to sign up. And he walked over to me as he signed up and he said, you son of a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He said, I wasn't going to sign up for your upsell. But I guess you're not full of crap. And I do need some help. And that taught me something. You know, people who are giving you a hard time, it's not personal. They probably had someone in their past who's disappointed them. So they're protecting themselves. And in that moment, I realized that it was my job to love them and serve them. It wasn't my job to make sure I got every single person that came in front of me to be my client. And that was very powerful and very humbling. Shelley, any last questions before we wrap it up? No, I was just going to give Nikki the opportunity. If there's something that we didn't ask today that you would like to share before we go. There's one thing, you know, the last two and a half years have been very hard on a lot of people and folks today are, um, a lot of people are a little uncertain. They're wondering if it can still happen for them. If they can still be successful and build a great life. This is their first time. I think, you know, in, in history of the West, that this generation isn't sure that they're going to have a better life than the previous generation. And what I want to just leave your audience with, leave you two with, is that times of uncertainty are times when some of the greatest successes and the greatest legacy fortunes have been built. And you can win. And if you believe you can win, you will win. And if you don't believe you can win, you won't win. And I want to tell you that you can win and you will win. Keep listening to this great podcast. Keep being around great people who believe in building a magnificent life for themselves and living life as the best version of themselves because proximity is power. And great things are going to happen for you. That's it. Nikki, I want to say thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to be on your show and we look forward on our show and we look forward to future conversations. Thank you so much. God bless you both. Sally. Thank you for being here today. And um, again, we'll be back again next week. We don't have a guest yet. So if you would like to be a guest on messages and methods, go to journey, J O U R N E Y dot a G K media dot studio and get signed up to be a guest on our show. We're looking especially at people who are digital marketing experts who want to share a uh, their particular message and method with Encore Entrepreneurs. And uh, remember, next week, our shows are Wednesday at 4 p.m. for Shelly Carney Livestream Coach uh, at 7 p.m. for uh, New Mexico Day Trips. And then on Thursdays at 11 o'clock for Women Conquer Business with Shelly and Jen. And then 1 o'clock. Uh, for messages and methods. So we have a very busy schedule. We'd appreciate if you partake in it. We apologize that we had to cut one of our shows this week because I picked up a cold and you could probably hear some of it in my voice uh, still. But we we're grateful that you're watching this show and we look forward to seeing you again next week. All right. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0 hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. 
check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.